0: Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast brought to you by us at
1: So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Lara Samara. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. Studio with our friends Kevin Mooney and Charles McDonald. And this episode is about why won't men freaking ask people out? <laughs> no, it's specifically really... women. Yeah, women. <laughs> why will men make a move? Yeah. That is really the question today. But mm. uh, before we get into all that, um, Kevin, Charles, can you tell us a little bit about who you are?
2: Sure. So yeah, Kevin Mooney. Um, I'm 26 and I work in investment consulting, specifically 401ks out here in Pasadena. Um, I am a Catholic, proud Catholic. And I think today I'll be able to help contribute to this conversation um, because I just read an excellent book, which I will describe for you hopefully in a bit here, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge.
1: Mm.
3: And I'm Charles McDonald. I do singing here in Los Angeles background singing, session work, my own music. I'm also the worship director at Ecclesia. And, uh, I don't know what I have to contribute, but I hope it's something good (laughs) (laughs) or worthwhile.
1: We'll see. Well, we we posed a question to you both uh, separately. Uh, Why won't guys make a move? And, Charles, I actually want to hear from you because you and I were talking about how that's actually kind of the wrong question you were saying. So can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Well, um... (sighs) i yeah the initial reaction from that is uh it seems very one sided mm-hmm. and one sided in the fact that it's coming from a from a woman's perspective mm-hmm. like you I expect you to ask me mm-hmm. and it doesn't work the other way around mm-hmm. and so I felt like it was a little unfair to ask that question. Better question is why do women need to be asked out and why are i at least that's what i thought like what's the what's the the things that's driving them to have to have that. Does that make sense?
0: So you don't think there's something within men that makes them pursuers?
3: I think they could be, but I think it's a lot to do with society, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like if um, two people can become independent and secure in who they are, there's not fear in their life. um, So many people that, so many singles that I've talked to, even over the past few weeks, it's like, they're driven by this. Like, what if, what if I don't have a husband? What if I don't have a wife? What if I, what if this happens? What if that happens? And it's like, live your life, be comfortable as a single and find fulfillment in that. And then maybe if, yeah, somebody comes along and it's like icing on top of the cake. Great. Mm
2: -hmm. But
3: if not, why do you have to have that in your life? Mm -hmm. Granted, I will say this. Mm -hmm. If you want to get married, Frickin' get married, like I mean <laughs> if it's if it's that much of a thing to you, but I feel like a lot of people use it as a way to get out of either a current situation or they're super fearful of the future, and they aren't comfortable being in their own skin,
1: yeah, so this is a, that question about why why should there be a thing where guys have to ask girls out and all this thing, so you say that that exists separately from people to start. Getting married and have families and all of that?
3: I think so. It sounds like to me, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but it sounds like that question sounds like a
2: whiny 12 year old.
0: Why (laughs) won't men
2: ask me out?
0: Like, why? I mean, they just. I
2: I would agree with you. Actually, it does. It sounds a little whiny. I do think. I I would disagree with you, though, that. it could be either a man or a woman who does the asking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who told me one time that the only reason that it's men who ask women out and not the other way around is that women are too weak and cowardly to ask men out. Um, and oh, they fear no. rejection too much <laughs> to do so. And true. that it's th- and, and it, at the time, my only response to that was, well, no, it's it's societal. This is the expectation we've created. This is the way it works. You have to follow certain societal norms in order to bring two people together. And and we rely on these kinds of things all the time in our life. But I actually don't feel that way anymore. And I think that there is something intrinsic in the soul of a woman that she needs to feel that she is a priority to somebody and that she is desired and sought after. And on the other hand, there's something in the soul of a man that needs to feel like he is fighting for that woman and if you deprive either of them of both of those things there are going to be problems in that relationship likely or maybe not and you are able to work through it but I think that that is the natural way of things and it's always been that way and I think it always will be that way
1: but you were saying Charles that it's a societal thing and I, I think you were saying that too Kevin but I think we're ta- dealing with, like, complementarian versus egalitarian you. versus the church. Well, those being the church and then society. Or, is there a version here where things can intersect? Because the society I see, the secular society, would say, like, you can be an independent woman and ask people out. As a Christian within the church, I think that's still true.
0: I don't know, though, because I have a lot of secular friends that are women that still have this exact same question and are just as frustrated as the Christ- Christian women that I see. The only difference is that I think guys outside of the church are more likely to actually make a move.
1: Right. Well, I'm not saying that they ex- is, exist in vacuum separately. and
0: Yeah, in the secular world, I think
1: men are less afraid to make a move.
0: But I, <laughs> I think, especially within the church, women are really... Opposed. Opposed okay. to making a move. And then, yeah, in the secular world, like, they will, or, you know, sometimes, but... Well,
2: maybe it's that they have less of a problem with it, and so they don't feel yeah. the need Yeah, that's what so
0: much. it is. Okay. They go
2: yeah. to a bar in a nice dress, and, uh, you know... Yeah, it just happens. On, or
1: you just you know. get online. Right. And... Which people in the church do go online, too. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, but yeah. it's like, the guys that message me online usually aren't, like, church guys. Yeah.
1: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> still an episode to be done. I, I think
3: th- I think there's a lot of pressure too. Is l- thinking about expectations. People, yeah. women in the church, you have in the back of your mind, this is not just casual, and right. so it's not just I'm going to go on a date with you, and I'm going to mm, see if we're right. if we're compatible. Yeah, it's I'm going to go on a date with you, and then that's going to lead to a commitment, and then that's going to lead to engagement and marriage. And it's like I have to make that decision right up front.
0: Yeah, and
3: it's like if I can't see that, then I'm just not gonna. I'm not, it's not going to ask, you know? I think that might be part of it too.
0: I can see that a lot of pressure and being within a community too. Like if you're in a small community and you do make a move, I think there's Mm -hmm. that trepidation of like, well, everybody's going to see me like they're going to know we're going out. Like they're going to be all in our business and I don't want to let her down and like, you know, Mm -hmm. have everybody judge me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that typically people assume that then the main fear that a guy has to overcome in asking a girl out is the fear of rejection. And I would say that is a very lo- that is very low on my list of concerns when oh, I yeah, ask really? a girl out. Yeah, I mean, sure, the, eject- the rejection is going to smart a little bit, and I've been rejected many times, and it has. Um, and so it, it hurts a little bit, but the main issue is that in these smaller Catholic circles, and this m- maybe this works the same way in, at your church as well, Charles, but People talk, and I have asked people out, and, you know, within a few hours, other people know about it and are asking me about it. Like, oh, hey, so that didn't work out so well, did it? (laughs) Great, okay. (laughs) And you can, I think, very easily develop a reputation as something of a... Cad, the kind of guy who goes around asking all the girls out and strikes out, and
0: but you know what? That's interesting because uh, when we posted this question on Facebook, uh, I had several guy friends that expressed that exact same concern. But what I said to them was that I've never actually heard a woman be like, "Oh, there's so and so. He asks all the girls out." Like, women are much more likely to get together and totally talk crap about a guy who like leads women on, flirts with them, but never asks them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I true. Think.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that guys necessarily know that. Mm hmm. Well, maybe guys that's in our circles are just better about not asking the same friends in the circle <laughs> out.
2: Better right. Or and worse. That's, that's the other problem. <laughs> Let's say she says yes, okay, and you. But you feel, Charles, as you were saying, that this is a date. This is an opportunity to get to know somebody better. Okay. My question was not, will you have my children? My question (laughs) was, will you get coffee with me Mm -hmm. and let's talk to each other as friends? Okay. That's the way I see a date. And so let's say she says yes and you go on maybe three or four dates. Okay. And you decide, well, actually, I'm not so sure about this girl. I think she's very nice, but I'm going to stop seeing her now. Well, now you just did what a friend and uh, a friend of mine and I have dubbed poisoning the well. Mm. You've just poisoned the well, and now you are no like you're not going to be invited to the parties that you used to be invited to. <laughs> the, her circle of after friends is not going to talk to you. Well, I, mean, I, I said three or four. Oh, three. Or four. Um, I think after one, you, you know, you could still be fine. Yeah. I think that that's a, uh, that's a pretty big concern that I've definitely had and that I've experienced.
3: Yeah you know one way and i i thought about this if if you're really serious just have a little dtr right up front i mean listen i want to take you to coffee or let's go to coffee we can go stag whatever but let's just get to know each other and there's there's no pressure on either side it's like if you re- it's blind date you don't know this person at all like how are you going to know if you're compatible or not or if you have the same interests or you Know whatever it is.
1: Well, I think that's ideal, but both so, people have yeah. to. Be. Well, it's interesting because you said, Kevin, you said, um, let's go on a date as friends, getting to know each other, and using the word as friends. You said, Charles. But using DTR. also using the word date. Yeah, but right. using both. But I, then using the DTR. Yeah, right I, think, up front.
3: I think a lot of the women that I've talked to get very confused when it's like, hey, let's hang out.
1: Yeah, let's, let's yeah. go
3: get coffee. And yeah, it's like, episode what, one. <laughs> what, what does that mean? And right. then, and then it turns into like a texting thing and you like texting back and forth all the time, all the time. And then maybe you go to coffee again, just the two of you, or maybe you hang out just the two, and it's like completely confused. Personally, I would rather get to know someone as a friend before i'm just going to jump in and say oh yeah i want to date you romantically because i want to have some foundation there
0: i totally appreciate that yeah and i see the value in it but i also question whether men and women can really be friends like what is the quality what are the qualities of that friendship but i don't know i'm really not that convinced
3: i am i am friends with so many females and it's strictly platonic
1: are you are you absolutely sure that none of them have romantic feelings for you
3: no idea but they haven't you're one of these guys they that they do. talk about <laughs> <laughs>
2: themselves.
1: You're leading yeah. all these girls. That's Maybe what, you're but, leading someone on. You don't even unknowingly. Know. Yeah, yeah. But, See, that's what Mary Ashley and I are talking about when mm. we said guys and girls can't be friends. I mean, if, certainly, of course. Yeah, like, we I both have, have guy friends. Right. But we. The question is, you're never going to know until, oh, unless you. Could, and it's never going to have it, the same but,
0: quality as like a female-female friendship or a male-male friendship. I think. I'll I'll say
3: right now that some of my best friends are females and.
0: Maybe a few of them are in love with you, though. No, you know.
3: I,
2: pr- I promise
0: you. <laughs> what
2: if <laughs> several of them are married? So. Say, okay, okay, that's interesting. <sighs> so. Because I think, it seems to me that that's all well and good until one of you gets married. And then yeah. at that point, it's essentially time to shut things down. No, but you, you feel know, that that's that not know,
3: problem. I, I used to think the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I lately, I've had a few people come into my life, especially over this past year, and I've become very close with them. They're they're married. They have a fantastic marriage. Completely trust each other. But it's like, I, you know, I, I know that you're friends with this person. I trust you. I know that nothing's going to happen. And they can build a relationship yeah. with me or that's whomever really, it is. That's
0: interesting. Um, yeah.
3: And I, I have a couple friends like that. Yeah. And I, I think it's totally possible. I think that you have to stop seeing people as, like, what can I get from you? And who could this go somewhere? And, you know, you're another human being that I'm going to respect and I'm going to love and I'm going to try to build up.
0: Well, yeah. for me, I it's agree. not even, see. it's not really seeing men as like, oh, this could go somewhere or I'm trying to get something from you Be- because I don't really see men that way. It's, the issue is more from like, where I feel like, I, ha- I feel like I've been taken advantage of when I develop emotional intimacy with someone and then it becomes like a fake relationship with like, no real commitment or like definition, and then but I end up getting put in the role, and I, I and I am totally guilty of this of making myself into a fake girlfriend
1: mm. and allowing, allowing yourself because
0: I do want a relationship, like mm. it, you know that's mm. just something that and I can't take away that desire, and so it's like even if I'm not trying to be with that guy or am necessarily interested in him romantically, I'll start, like, playing the girlfriend role, and then he happily accepts it because it's, like, flattery or he needs that in his life or mm-hmm. it's building up his ego or or I'm just, like, awesome, I don't know. But he's... <laughs> I mean, it's nice. <laughs> but they're, like, not not interested in taking the next step. Yeah. yeah
2: I think and part of that is... Because I've gotten into this situation before, too. When you get to know somebody, yeah, you do develop that emotional intimacy, and I think... The next natural step is if you're both single that you think maybe this is a, the person that I should spend my life with. And and that introduces another fear because you're very close to that person and you know you have a friendship with them. And if you make the move of, okay, will you go out with me, you could lose a friend very quickly. And yeah. that is devastating.
0: I, it's, like, yeah, it's really hard.
2: I don't, I don't know. I think that could go the other way
3: too i mean if you're if you're that close and that good of a friend with someone i feel like they would be able to be like you know i don't see you that way but i still want to continue a relationship see, that's, in a friendship manner
2: i agree but then hopefully rational if both that's of if understood. both of you
3: are mature enough to but accept that you that's know? from the
0: perspective of someone who doesn't have the feelings for the other person mm.
1: <laughs> although okay uh, I've, I've experienced all the sides yeah <laughs> all. Those, well one i'm um, i i told a guy that I, like, basically had feelings for him for a really long time, and we were friends, and then he didn't return the feelings, but then we were completely fine after that. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that was something I would just, like, risk because yeah. I, at the time, I had you know, intense whatever <laughs> we're, we're really good friends now and i'm glad ultimately that that didn't happen and mm-hmm. um i was i'm grateful that it survived and that we were able to just be cool yeah and he didn't make it awkward i didn't make it awkward but it, but anyway um there's that and then but he it, also
0: wasn't threatened by your feelings or anything you know like i think he was secure enough in himself and, and like trusted you because you were friends that he wasn't he didn't get
1: like all weird and run away or right you know? yeah I mean, I, I guess it is also the quality. And there's a lot of factors. Yeah. But I'm just saying my personal experience. I've actually been able to survive that. But I've also lost people or guy friends that were really good friends at first, and then we cross a line, and then now I just, for my mental health, I was not able to recover the friendship. And I and Mary Ashley can attest because I won't go into the stories, but <laughs> she she knows that that was the decision I had to make. So. Yeah it It really is dependent on the person, on the quality of the f- relationship, on there's the factors of like what happened during the time of you guys deciding if you were going to take the next step or not. And I don't know it's it's so hard because there's no formula. There's no right or wrong in a sense, mm-hmm. other than like of course, you want to have mutual respect and you want to make sure that you are honoring the relationship, platonic or not or whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. So
2: I want to hear about this book.
3: Yeah,
1: you... tell us about sure.
2: Yeah, okay. So the title of the book is "Wild at Heart: Discovering the Secret of a Man's Soul." Um, it's by John Eldridge, who um, is a speaker, writer, and therapist, and uh, a Christian man. And this book um, essentially states that there I, I, that everyone can really acknowledge there's something that we've lost about our masculine nature, and that it's been particularly under attack by modern society, um, who has tried to remove aggression from men and sort of make them into nice guys. And his point is, we have been made in the image of God, and we are a facet of God's nature, which is a more aggressive and wild and strong nature. And and so we've sort of been groomed out of this and we've been told that those are bad things and we need to be more like women. Um, and so a lot of times you get the question like our question today like where are all the real men? And his answer <laughs> to that is well, you have asked them to be women. Mm. So mm. the his book essentially says, okay so so we've suffered we suffered a wound first from our ancestor Adam who fell and I mean, I'm Catholic, so my interpretation of that is, uh, or I would call it original sin, basically, is Mm -hmm. is, um, Mm -hmm. part of our problem. And then typically when you grow up, you receive a wound from your father as well and or other father figures in your life your coach and you grow up believing that you do not have what it takes to be a real man Mm -hmm. and you always feel as though you're just a little boy Mm -hmm. who is being asked to do something too valiant for for what you're capable of Mm -hmm. so
0: and i this really it seems like this really is kind of like the background of this question of why don't guys make a move
2: it
3: is, you, yeah. You know,
0: like, please yeah, well, keep sure. So
2: essentially, what guys do is they construct uh, what he calls the false self, okay? What that is, is it could be any number of different things. One, the guy can just shy away from really being a man, and he can kind of, you know, I'm just going to be a nice guy, okay? I'm going to be gentle, I'm not going to pick any fights. Um, or he can go the opposite and be the machismo guy who, like, Eats glass at frat parties and like just yeah exactly (laughs) crushes beer cans on his forehead okay or the guy who who thinks that manliness is tied up in making a lot of money and driving um, a Porsche and having a hot wife okay so those are the problems now the he proposes a solution luckily he doesn't just leave you there (laughs) Um, and that is first of all understand and truly acknowledge and come to terms with the fact that you have been wounded and that your masculine nature has been wounded. And don't try to finish a race with a broken leg. That's his metaphor. Hmm. Okay, so you have to acknowledge it. You have to uh, go to God and recognize your dependence upon him and allow him as your father to reinitiate you into manhood. Hmm. Okay? What does that mean? So, so part of what the, the wound that you receive, uh, in your childhood, part of where that comes from is the fact that your father never really said, okay, now you're a man, you have what it takes, Mm. but you have to look at Christ's example, see God as your father and truly understand that he is there for you and that you are his soldier and his son and that, uh, he is going to be present in your life for all of the things that you think you don't have the strength for. He will supply that for you. Wasn't
3: that the basic Christian? I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> right, Christianity, that's, right? Exactly. <laughs> Forever. That's what's right. so
2: beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it, this isn't something that necessarily just applies to men. Although I think that it helps men to see it from this perspective
1: in, uh, and in this cl- to remind themselves about that. Right. Yeah. In their manhood and being secure in that. And. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That they're mm-hmm. they're a son and that their father is proud of them and is trying wants the best for them. And so he goes back to three things that he says are essential to every man's nature, which are they desire a battle to fight, an adventure to live and a beauty to rescue. And he sees all of these three things, not necessarily in um, the way the world would see them. I mean, he doesn't suggest go and go and siege the castle and rescue the maiden, but these are, there is a spiritual war that is going on and you have a place in it, and uh, so he sees that as a, a very spiritual
1: journey. Mm, I can um, I can hear all of our feminist friends slash listeners, <laughs> their brains exploding. But,
0: but like there is something uh, when you and I talked about it. It isn't there something in here about not making the woman the prize at the end of the journey either. Yes.
2: Yeah. Exactly. He says that the woman. So on, on the flip side, women want an adventure to share. They want to be fought for, and they want to be the beauty. And I welcome any feminist objections to that. <laughs> I think I think Can he's I on point. Can I
0: fight by his side?
2: <laughs> oh, was not that lovely? <laughs>
0: oh,
2: I
3: um, well,
0: an adventure to share. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: So yes,
3: with
0: machetes, yes. optimally, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Samurais. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, that's true. Yeah, katanas,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he does say actually a problem that a lot of guys make is that they make their Eve, the object, and they, they try to have Eve uh, validate their manhood. But women cannot bestow masculinity upon mm. men. It does not work that way. And so a lot of guys end up burned because they, they go to the woman looking for her to tell them that they're a man and uh, by sort of worshiping her. And that is just a recipe for disaster. And so, yes, he says, this is you are sharing an adventure with your wife. And you are fighting for her throughout your life, and you need to see her as the beauty that you are fighting for. Hmm.
3: I have a question for y'all. Do you think that a relationship should be equal? What do you mean? Does the man and the woman share the same... I understand that they have different responsibilities, but are they equal in their strength and responsibility on either side? Like if, if the man's on one side and the woman's on another... Because it sounds like it's a little unbalanced here
1: from In your what perspective. Sense. Like the man has, has to drive the relationship.
3: Well, so. it's, I mean, to me, this sounds like the old adage, like, I turn the head kind of thing. Oh, the woman's
1: oh, the neck.
0: The, woman, the, woman, the, woman, yeah, the woman's the neck.
3: neck. I turn the head. You it, know, or like, well, right? you know, you hear it all the time. Well, she's the boss. Can't do it. You know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It sounds a little like that.
0: I don't really? know. Really? Okay. I don't know that it, I would take it. That far, I feel like yes to equality but different roles
1: like it, men and women are certainly equal I don't know if that's the question you're asking right like, I'm not I believe in it sure. I believe in um, complementarianism. yeah, but my husband to be certainly going to be the man in the relationship in in the sense of he will be the leader of our family, and I will look to him for Final decisions, and and that's not to say that I'm gonna always be like the, you know, the, the pushover. You know, like I certainly am my own person, and he knows that I am fiercely independent. And you have input.
2: Who
3: takes out the trash? If
1: it's anyone kids. who's
0: next to the trash. If can, it's piling up, I will
1: take <laughs> that trash out.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. My my whole thing is I I mean obviously this is a um, optimal relationship. I don't know if this exists to be honest with you. I would love to see a true partnership between a man and a wife. I I don't necessarily believe in the gender roles. I feel like that's something that society has put on us, mm-hmm. like, oh, your job is to change the oil. Oh, your job is to cook the food. Your job is to do you know, well that's a man's role, that's a woman's job. Um hmm. I, I think those are ridiculous.
0: I well I agree. Because that, at yeah. the heart of
3: things, what is the difference between a man and a woman? Like what are the differences? A penis. Well- <laughs> It's it's a Y chromosome.
0: Yeah. A Y but, chromosome. But that DNA, I mean, it really does affect like the way that our brains function and the way that we perceive the world. And yeah. you know, there there are yeah. I actually just read this really interesting article about a a lesbian couple, but one of the partners is non gender identifying and they're raising a little boy. And they actually were saying that they're trying to raise him in a genderless environment, but it's actually really hard for him because... For them. Because they're finding out that he likes to actually do, like, actual little boy stuff that other little boys like to do. And their first instinct was to kind of keep him from that and try to push him towards other things. Like, well, why don't you leave those trucks and, like, how about, how about this tutu? Like, how cool is it? Or they realize that they had to also respect him as a person and what he is naturally interested in. So it's like, I think that there's a balance between what someone is naturally interested in, and who knows if that comes from society or whatever, but it can feel natural to them,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, like, I, I like was like a little I boy it, so growing up. Yeah. I was, I was totally a tomboy. Lo- I hated dresses and dolls, and I grew up with, like, a wanting transformer sheets. I was a little boy, to,
0: mm-hmm. to my
1: mom's dismay, but... Uh, But now you. But I'm also I've also been independent for how long? Like ten years. That now I've just been out in the world and working and being independent. I do my own oil changes and I do my own tires. I think that's fantastic. I mean, mean, yeah, yeah. I do so um, out
0: of necessity. I would love to have a man change my oil, though. If anyone wants to volunteer, that (laughs) that would be great. Is that a euphemism? (laughs) I I, I don't think (laughs) (laughs) so. (laughs)
3: I'll, I'll,
0: I'll,
3: <laughs> the, the whole thing that i was bringing up is i mean an optimal like i mean it's a it's a stupid old thing but like you know man and woman you're you're cert you as you go up towards god you get close to each other yeah you've heard yeah. no i heard love that. that the triangle yeah. I actually but like it. it's like if i'm in a relationship and i'm always trying to serve the other person and it doesn't matter if they mess up and it Irritates me and, like, well, you did, you know, I deserve different, or you did that, and I expect you to make up for it, or whatever. And you're like, nope, I'm going to put grace up and I'm going to say, I love you anyway. And if both people are doing that at all times, mm. it's just hard. It's that's, like I said, it's kind of a, I don't know if it exists, but yeah. I feel like if that was true, you know, a lot of this stuff where it's like, I'm a man, I have to be validated, I'm a woman, I need to be rescued, whatever, I think a lot of that would go away. Because it's, yeah. it's, all I want to do is serve you and I want to love you for who you are and nothing else. Like, I, I'm not, I don't want to try to take anything from you to fulfill something in my life, but I want to give yeah. to you. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, well, that's I,
0: definitely really beautiful. That doesn't yeah.
2: contradict this either.
0: I mean, it yeah. definitely
2: says, you do not go to the woman to drink from her beauty. You go to offer your strength. So it is definitely about self-giving. Um, but I... Whether or not... I mean, if the difference, as you're describing it, is just a Y chromosome, I mean, there are profound differences between the soul of a man and the soul of a woman, and I don't think it has anything to do with oil changes. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't really matter. I mean, the woman can do the oil change. I, that... I don't think that.
1: That's a very external. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. I don't need to be rescued. Thank you very
0: much. Although I will say again that. (laughs) I'm going to
3: say you know on in general on average most women would disagree. I feel like. I feel like a lot of them would expect kind of that stuff.
0: Well, yeah, and that's why we have this entire question because basically this is all that women do. Like when we get
1: together. No, it's not all that women do.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it's not all that women do, but, like, it takes up a lot of our time getting together yeah. in social settings and being like, okay, so, who you know, basically complaining about whoever... It, it, we're seeing at the time it's not or not seeing
1: or, yeah mm-hmm. and, and so it's like this because relationally yeah and this or, just
0: like keeps yeah. coming up and this is like basically how women bond because you can be in a f- like foreign setting socially and find a group of women and somebody starts complaining about a man and suddenly like everybody's best friends and mm-hmm. you know yeah. and you know you can totally not know what a
3: toxic who these other yeah. you,
0: you can totally not know these other women but yeah. it's like oh I just went on this date and he hasn't called and it's like then you get the whole like well, was it really a date, interrogation mm-hmm. and right. like women bond through that which is not necessarily healthy but well you yeah.
1: can you can talk about it in a healthy way I don't I just don't think that most people do that well because again the reason why it's we're having really this conversation is because we don't know how to... It's easy
0: to get stuck yeah. in the frustration and the bitterness and the anger and put it all on, like, well, this guy is not asking me out and it's all his mm-hmm. fault and all men are users and narcissists and they all suck. Yeah. To, back to not... your
3: point a little bit in this, <laughs> in this book. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I, I agree with you somewhat with that. Well, like, I didn't write this book. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but I agree with your book, position but, in yeah. the fact that I feel like and I think this is a societal thing, but we have made men into man-children.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, look, I amen. mean, look at, look at any yes. sitcom. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: It's always a guy who gets to, to do whatever he wants. He's out with his guy friends. He's playing video games. He, like, is kind of a da- has, half-ass dad. Half-ass yeah. dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and the woman is the one who takes responsibility, and she's the one who's always like, you don't clean up. You don't do this. Yeah, and somehow it always life. works out in the end. Yeah. But I feel with that perpetuated over the last what 30 40 mm-hmm. years before it was like strong f- strong uh father figure leads Andy mm-hmm. Griffith mm-hmm. uh leave it to be like all those mm-hmm. kind of things it was like strong father figure wife mm-hmm. child whatever and then with the whole sexual revolution and women like we mm-hmm. want to be equal we can sleep mm-hmm. with whoever we want you know yeah. you're sleeping around why can't yeah. we mm-hmm. and I think really women have shot themselves in the foot to be honest with you oh yeah because guys what do guys want we want mm-hmm. to eat hunt have sex mm-hmm. you know women they want to nest they want to have children they want to be taken care of underlying fear yeah. of the future um and i th- i think that that's one of the main issues is guys don't need to be in a relationship they don't need to have it they have pornography they have mm-hmm. prostitutes they have other stuff they can play video games all day they can go to work yeah. they can come yeah. home. And they don't need a relationship. I, and they all don't of have those... To, I think that's I, an excellent point. I feel like yeah, that's maybe that a, a little earthier straight. way of saying what you just said in the book. Yeah, no, I think yeah, and, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because like, well, cause in that Andy Griffith era, there were so many markers of what it meant to be a man. And so, you know, I really like the point that you brought up about like take, getting your masculine identity from God... Um, because it's like, now we don't have, you know, it's like you used to study, maybe you went to college, maybe you didn't, maybe you went to war or whatever, and you came back and then you would, uh, meet a girl, marry her, buy a house, have kids, get a job for the rest of your life, retire at that job. Like, there's just like a set plan mm-hmm. that you knew, like, this is what a responsible man does. And this is mm-hmm. like the plan for my rest of, for the rest of my life, basically. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have that plan. It's like, we graduate with debt. We, mm-hmm. so a lot of us live yeah. at home, like we're waiting later and later to get married because we can, because there's yeah. no, you know, it's like, there's no reason necessarily to get married or to buy a house. Buying a house is kind of impossible anyway. And it's, it's, you, you know, know, it's like, yeah. In a way. I, I think
2: absolutely that that's definitely uh, part of the reason that guys don't ask girls out right away is that they feel like I should, I'm the provider and I look around and I, I mean, I don't, I'm not making a lot of money. Okay, I don't have a house, and I'm not going to be able to buy one for mm-hmm. maybe ever. Um, I how am I going to take care of this woman when I just left my parents' house, and and so and it, those opportunities used to be there for men. You know, they get out of school, and there was a job waiting for mm-hmm. them with a nice income, and pension. they could get a house, yeah, yeah pension,
1: exactly.
2: and um, and it's not there anymore, and so guys are kind of left. Um, yeah. Not knowing what to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, just getting the guy's perspective. Because I keep hearing that, and I used to think it was kind of BS. Like, oh, you know, I need to get all my stuff together first before we can move on in our relationship. Because that to us sounds whiny. The way that this sounds whiny. But I'm saying that that's. They feel yeah, like no, on the yeah, it's, yeah. it's a what I'm saying, fear. Yeah, what I'm saying is, like, I'm starting to more and more realize, this, especially as we started this podcast, that that is an actual legitimate thing that guys think about and are concerned about, which... It's not just an excuse. That which I think is also God-given, you know, like, if they are inherently, quote-unquote, the man in the relationship, and they they have this desire to be the leader, They it's just God-given that that's kind of their role. Um, and I feel like women you know we do want to be the nesters we do want to be the people that uh, the ones that are domesticating the relationship and if the guy is not ready it's so easy for us women to maybe get uh, feel resentful mm-hmm. because it's like oh you're just putting it off like you're just you, do you really love me and like it's so easy for us to just kind of throw it back in the other person's uh, the guy's face but mm-hmm. maybe the guy's just trying to be responsible
2: Can I actually read you guys a passage from yes, this please. book yes. um so this i think Will is a great uh, paragraph where he he t- basically takes the example of uh, Ruth and Boaz, and Ruth is basically waiting around for Boaz to make a move, okay. <laughs> and so I think that this applies to this question, okay? Uh, and so Eldridge says, "I'm telling you that the church has really crippled women when it tells them that their beauty is vain and that they are f- at their feminine best when they are serving others. A woman is at her best when she is being a woman. Boaz needs a little help getting going, and Ruth has some options. She can badger him. All you do is work, work, work. Why won't you stand up and be a man? She can whine about it. Boaz, please hurry up and marry me. She can emasculate him. I thought you were a real man. I guess I was wrong. Or she can use all she is as a woman to get him to use all he's got as a man. She can arouse, inspire, energize, seduce him. Ask your man what he'd prefer. Um, and so I think, and I, so I, first of all, let me say that I have I have two sisters. Okay, so I've thought about this from both the the man's perspective uh, and the woman's because I I hear their complaints a lot, and so and so I've thought about it. And and my sister will say, oh, you know, there are no Christian guys asking me out. And my question is, first of all what are you doing to meet these guys and the answer is well i don't know i kind of like hang around after mass sometimes
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like
2: okay and then and then i ask her like are you flirting with him and if whatever you think is like t- like you're at the point where it's like okay this is too much this is too obvious Triple that.
0: I know. See, that's the, the, yeah, that's the, you'll the other fine. issue because I don't think that men are the best at picking up at, on signals and especially in the church. Like, we're so bad at flirting. And so, it, but it's like, it's also really hard from my perspective as a woman. It would be for really easy for me to go in and flirt and like, I know what it takes to get what i want out of a man you know like to manipulate men in that way if i want to but i don't want mm. to do that like i want a man Well,
1: manipulating versus flirting are two different things. no but like i'm you talking about flirting in order to
0: okay so it's like i feel like if i go into a situation with a situation with a man and i flirt with him it's like i'm trying to get something out of him and i am kind of trying to manipulate him rather than like i would rather him be pursuing me because he's interested
1: in me well he also has to know that you are interested which to your which, point right, is they don't maybe he pick doesn't up on it. Yeah. yeah
2: no they don't cuz i think
1: just... i think you shouldn't talk think about it as like manipulating him into trying to ask you out i just think it's like you flirt with him, like let him know that you're interested. And again, we don't know what that line is because maybe men are just dense, or we're not flirting well. I, yeah. Or I or definitely whatever. need
0: to up my game. That's <laughs>
1: the lesson here. But you know, manipulating—I don't—I think that's not the right word. I don't think that's what you're doing. Yeah. Inspire no, is the feels, word that he's using. I know, inspire. Yeah. But it—it it can flirting
0: can feel very manipulative. That is what I'm saying.
3: I think it's—I think it's totally manipulative completely because i i feel like you need to talk about what drives this stuff within men and women so for for women i really think the foundational element and i can't prove this but i mean in general on average you see it i think it's fear that really drives women i think there is a baseline of fear that is always in the back of their minds Mm -hmm. you see women won't walk down the street at night Women, you know, no. won't go to certain. You know what I mean? But no, do, do you know what I mean? Though that—that's a very generalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's I, a
0: reason for that. Exactly. And men have
3: given <laughs> men have given women a good reason not yeah. to because yeah. they've been
0: very know, attacked, they've been raped, they've been <laughs> yeah. all
3: that stuff. Yeah. Guys are completely driven by lust and 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 sex. Like it—it's just how it is. And we each see each other as means to an end. And we're—I feel like we're using each other. When we're doing that, when you're flirting, you know that you're you're enticing that aspect of a man, and I don't think that that is at all what God wanted. I don't. I disagree Um, with the same the same thing from a man's to a woman. He is in exchange for that sex. He's giving them, you know, some solace from the fear. Affection. And a protector, and I'm going to provide for you, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to, need to be children, um, so you'll have other people to take care of you when you die. You know that right. kind of thing. I don't,
1: I, I, don't know that I'm completely agreeing with you because it, ju- it, just makes it sound so crass. <laughs> but yeah, that's but wait, dark. Why
0: do you yeah. disagree? Yes,
2: well, I, what I, the point that I disagree with is that God, that is not at all what God wanted. I mean, I think that these are things that God has put into place to help bring us in the right direction Mm -hmm. i mean i think we all agree here that marriage and family is a good thing right and so men do are far more subject to to lust if you want to call it that or at least um sexual desire yeah and that is what kind of that's like the pinprick that's the fire that's lit underneath us to get us going because otherwise i mean y'all ladies you're a little difficult sometimes and it would be (laughs) we have to overcome this like okay well you know, I'm going to have to deal with all of this stuff. And we don't really think about that because it's like, this is a very beautiful woman and starting a family with this woman would be a beautiful thing. And so I'm going to go after that. And I think that women have been given certain gifts, which uh, allow them to use their beauty to get the man going. And it's, I think it's more just being practical about it than cynical. And so I, I don't think that it's, uh, I, I think it's very much what God intended, and I think that um,
0: there <laughs> but, shouldn't like, be any shame. In so go, what go can women do to make it easier to either be approached or for guys to make a move? I mean, like, why can't I just, like, stand in the corner and look pretty? I, <laughs> or, just, or is that an option? Can I <laughs> but it has clarify work yeah. one thing? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
3: I, I I, hear that you, you think my comments kind of came off as dark. <laughs> I think what I'm going for there is I want to know why we can't just see each other as human beings. Because yeah. Because... We see each other as, oh, I'm gonna, you know, get something from her. She's gonna get something from me. I just want to see you as a person because that's what you are. Men objectify women all the time. Women objectify men. Yeah. They see a means to an end, to the fear in their life or whatever they need, and guys do too. It's like, especially Christian guys, like I can't have sex until marriage, and then I, that's, you know, I'm gonna now I'm gonna have sex all the mm-hmm. time because. But I, for me personally. I want to know someone intimately as a human being for who they are and who God has made them, Yeah. and not for what I can get from them, but what I can give to them. Not from a physical standpoint, because a physical standpoint is nothing to build a relationship on. It's right. got to be a heart thing and a mind thing.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: So, sorry, that's just well, clarified. My, yeah.
1: Uh, my, uh, just reaction to that is like I, I agree. I think you can, you should get to know people as human beings. My my thought to that is. I see humans, and, like, you're a girl, and you're a guy, and you're a guy. Like, th- that's just kind of... I just... It's a way of seeing human beings. Yeah, I just feel like that is human. Yeah. yeah I mean body I, and soul. I Yeah, I, I realize that there is this movement where, like, people want, want to remove maybe gender rules. And, like, that, I'm not talking about that at all, but, like, that's just how I see you guys right now. Like, I literally... I'm just seeing men and a woman, right? Um, and that may affect how I relate to you. Certainly, um, there's an appropriateness. There's, I mean, we have guy friends that I'm certainly, like, are my girlfriends in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, generally speaking, just when you said, like, I want to get to know people as human, i like, but that is part of the humanity. Like, if they are a man or a woman, and, I mean, I don't well, know. Well,
3: I think that removes this whole layer, like you were talking about earlier, where you don't think that women and men can be friends, true friends. If you see each other as human beings, of course you can be friends. Because you're removing all of that sexuality, you're removing all of that...
1: But we were saying we do have friends, though. Like, I have guy friends that I've been really close to. What we were saying about men and women not being true friends is, like, there is a chance that somebody is going to develop feelings. There's a chance. I mean, and that can certainly help happen in... I think there's a high
2: likelihood. And I think that if you you think...
1: If you think
2: that... Uh, you can just remove sex from any relationship, you are delusional. Yeah. That's what I think. I think you are delusional. I think <laughs> you are absol- you are denying what is at the core of your being, which is that you have a gender, and that the entire world is made up of these two forces, and they both reflect some beautiful aspect of God. And if you think that you c- like, oh, you know, no, it's purely platonic, and I totally trust myself, and there's no way that any of this is going to happen, I think right. that's delusional, yeah. and I think that is where people make big mistakes that ruin their lives Uh, because they can't self-control yes i think if you are not yeah if you overestimate if you yeah yeah if you underestimate the temptation if you underestimate the power of these two beautiful forces then you uh are in for some trouble
1: well that's my thought I relate to that. I relate to
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> we both we we both had like guy friends that we totally were not attracted to until like the moment he made a move on me. Yeah, the moment the guy crossed the line, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait, what feelings? Ah, like what's going on? Now yeah. I'm obsessed. Ah,
1: like. Oh, uh, let's not. Let's not. Talk <laughs> <about> yeah, <anymore. laughs>
0: no, we're not gonna go there. But so so can we go into the like what can women do to make this yeah. uh, easier?
1: And by the way, I do appreciate both mm-hmm. your perspectives. Yeah. Like I I think this is fascinating, and I want more conversations. Definitely. Because this is exactly the reason why we're doing the podcast and specifically this episode, It's because you know we want to ask and we want to know what is... And we've
0: been asked mm-hmm. by women to specifically ask this question and to actually get this question answered by men, uh, yeah. because it's it's one of the most frustrating things in the world. And I think uh, a lot of women has been a lot of women have been through this, where they're flirting with a guy and talking and it seems like it's going well and then for whatever reason like it's not going to the next level and maybe they're like making plans and he's flaking or you know and so in that kind of situation what could a woman do
1: to make it easier to to make it yeah
0: to either remove the fear or to inspire him (laughs) to right
1: you know yeah
2: Uh, yeah that's a good question Um, I can give some ideas one I've already given which is most guys aren't really picking up on the signals you think he would be so it's going to be obvious you're going to know that all the girls in the room are going to see what you're doing and know what you're up to but the guy you're actually trying to whose attention you're trying to get probably won't that's that's certainly been the case for me Um, so like One example I gave, I said this to some girls and they thought it was very funny and they got confused by it, but like (laughs) touch the guy's elbow when you're talking to him.
0: like <laughs> that's
2: an old standard right? you get yeah. right yeah actually
3: arm. I've yeah. heard that the yeah. lower
0: on the arm the more attracted the woman is to you like from body language experts but then um, if it's just oh, like really? a shoulder pat
1: can we get a body language
0: expert yeah, on the show that's interesting yeah, that, yeah if it's just like mm-hmm. oh ha 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 like shoulder you know like you're like it's a little Definitely brother kind of friend but it's like forearm is yeah, oh, below, flirting. yeah below the forearm it's like Ooh, <laughs> like hello <laughs> that,
2: <laughs> that is actually really funny because the girl that I mentioned this to was like is it okay if i like pat him on the shoulder and i was like i don't think so yeah. She's She's like, he's like he's not gonna get it if it's i, a I friend was
1: zone. like yeah it's kind of like
2: hey, oh buddy. hey man yeah, yeah pal we're just chums
1: mm. yeah
2: agreed interesting
1: that's funny well <laughs> okay so
0: so okay we got some, some body language ideas yeah,
2: yeah. um be respectful when it's a no.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and don't. That talk. works on
0: both sides, but yeah,
1: that works. <laughs> on both sides. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. There. Are, I mean, look. We. I mean, again, this could be another episode of all the ways guys screw all of this up. Um,
1: yes, let's do too, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but I. I mean, I've had girls say no in ways that were better than others, and so that that definitely helps. Also, some agreement on. From because you, you, I don't know if you guys are aware, there are kind of two camps of thought as to how this works. So, I've been told, What are you doing asking a girl out? You should be, you should wait a long time getting to know her at, through parties and stuff that you both wind up. Yes, I uh, like
0: that the, perspective. The group, it makes group. me yes, really, group. it yeah. makes me really upset.
2: Well, right, <laughs> and, but like, so it's a 50 50 shot for a guy because yeah. that girl could be in that camp and they feel very strongly, That's like. True. Why? Why are you asking me out? So we don't soon, even know each I mean, yeah, other. Like, yeah. are you some kind of creep? Okay. And then there's the other camp mm-hmm. that wants you to ask them out, and they feel very strongly. And that's. <laughs> I, it sounds like both of you. Uh, and so the, that's kind of confusing, and it winds Cause up. Because it's a it toss up. Because you yeah. don't know
1: who. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's. It makes me sad that you can't just go up to a girl, or a guy, yeah. uh, and just say like, "Hey, I'm really interested in you," and like, let's say you don't really know them yet, you've mm-hmm. met them at church, or you just know, have mutual friends, like, um, you know, you know, hopefully we can run into each other at some, you know, maybe mutual parties that we'll be at, or whatnot, and, or friends gatherings, and, I mean, I, but I really, but making your intention known, like, I just really want to get to know you in whatever way that's comfortable for you. So. But
0: I've done that, and it hasn't
1: worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What I mean, you... maybe
1: he's not the right guy then I, don't know. I guess not I, I don't, don't know. know
2: yeah the other thing is maybe the guy doesn't like you uh, yeah. and I, yeah. that's the bitter reality of yeah. it uh, yeah
0: or I mean but also one thing that I've learned in the past couple of years is like there's a spectrum of interest and so it's like it's not I used to think that it was really black and white of like either he's into me or he's not and he see like and then that led to this whole like death spiral in my mind of like well like he said this but then he did that and then he did this but then he said that and then, you know and it's like um, for like years you know this would go on for years where i would have like two columns of like <laughs> into me not in me like it, you know and um because it's like sometimes you know you can be interested in in a person, but just not interested enough.
1: Yeah. Well, there was that, that meme going around on Facebook, right, where you're talking about the spectrum of the like. Um, oh yeah. And that you need to both be. No, I'm talking oh. about the meme. It was just like oh, if it's sorry. not an f yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then that's it's so, a no. Right. And if it's I,
0: anything less than f yeah.
1: Yeah, and of course that's that's being just very extreme, but in a sense, I think that there's something to it because maybe he just doesn't like you yeah, or yeah. as a person, he might like you, but mm-hmm. like just not romantically. And we have to be okay with that. Like, the but gar- I think
0: in that case, I'm just going to get out of soapbox. Like if that is the case, then you should stop. Should you stop flirting with each other or should you continue to even flirt more? Because maybe the fire is just not certainly. Yeah. Y-
1: you know, like yeah. that's
0: kind of the question is like, okay, should I just
1: like cut my losses
0: well, I think or... you also have to
1: be wise about the moment where you're going to actually
0: f- Well, yeah, of ask, course. You know, yeah.
1: you know they, it could be built on, you know, months or years or sometimes weeks of just knowing a person, like, figuring out that moment of it's either now or never, and then I'm just going fi- to find out if this yeah. is meant to or not.
3: I mean, to a certain extent, you can hypothesize all you want, but... Sure.
1: Yeah.
3: Kind of at the end of the day, if you're ready to pursue a relationship, because, like... Yeah. Anyone can date around, but, it, like, what's the... Like, really, what's the point? It's fun yeah, for a yeah. while. After that, you That's know... Tiring. You're going to have to... At some point, you're going to have to say, listen, we need to make this... Take this to the next level or not. I feel like... Yeah. If, if you want to do that, just freaking ask the per. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, who cares? Like, yeah. if, if you're rejected, oh, well, you know?
0: Yeah. And there's well, more but, fish
3: in the sea. What's there is... Some, frustrating I feel like you is do... is just,
0: like, very... You do have to play the game. Yeah. Like,
3: which I hate that, and I... Oh, I don't and like I, it. I really, I probably will not play it for as long as I can, to be honest with you. Because yeah. I really don't like it.
0: It's horrible. Well, but, yes. but it, and it's also, a game. but then it's like, there's there, there's also this like very wishy washy way of rejecting it that I think our culture is just very non committal in terms of very,
3: yeah
0: a, a great generation. number of things. And probably here in um, LA
3: too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like wow. the wishy
0: washy rejection where it's like, I'm just going to ignore you for a while (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like i'm not gonna say yes or no but i'm just gonna kind of run away
3: it's funny because i just had someone do that to me really yeah i i had gone on a few dates with this girl last february actually and like four or five and i went home for a few weeks and she just stopped contact like contacting me and i had talked to one of our mutual friends and they're like oh yeah she really liked you but you didn't make any moves and you didn't like and I was like, I was trying to get to know her, like I'm not gonna base, you know, this thing on physicality. Mm. And then there she's like, Oh yeah, she already has a boyfriend. Like I'm like,
0: Wow
3: But they've broken up now and she's texted me again. Uh, like oh, yeah, yeah. So
0: are you gonna make a move?
3: No. Uh, <laughs> I that might. ship is
0: safe. Yeah. You know,
2: it's it's
3: yeah, well if you were that different in not terms even of even
0: worth it. Yeah.
2: Okay, I, guys, I have a I don't forget not um, off topic here. But no, this I, is I nice. have a, a theory that a friend of mine uh has purported uh to me and and it it sounds just so dark and cynical to me and I just want to hear your thoughts on it. His <laughs> idea is and this is literally advice he has given me. This is a very good friend of mine by the way, who's very smart um and is in a happy relationship with his girlfriend. Um but he said to me that What you need to do is make the girl feel uncertain about your relationship with her. Uh, you, what no. you need to put her through is no. exactly what you just described, the into me, not into me. And it's funny because he used almost the same words. He's like, this is what girls do, you know, they they put together a list, uh, and they, okay, into me, okay, not into me, and they, they try to figure it out, and they talk with their girlfriends. And he's no. like, and what he calls this is the freezer method. Okay, so he says, you, oh you get the girl, like, let her know, and if she's not, if you're not sensing that she's completely on board, you put her in the freezer and you just kind of, you know what? Like, I don't dislike you and I don't really like you either. And he, his theory is girls cannot stand to be in that place, so they're going to make a move one way or the other, either just like, I hate this guy, or they're going to be driven wild by the fact that you don't, you feel indifference towards them and they're going to, uh, they can't figure it right out. They're going to go yeah. aim straight at you and. Uh, bring everything that they have.
0: I will say that that is probably the best way to make a girl completely obsessed, but it's also torture. Yeah.
2: So it's effective, but cruel?
0: Yeah. It's cruel, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I would say it's very cruel. So
2: when all is said and done, now let's say then eventually... So the other part of the, the method, okay, right, is after you've been in the freezer for a while, he takes you out and, like unthaws You're back.
1: You. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Daws> you out. Lose <laughs> <laughs> you on the counter groceries. for a couple days. <laughs> Analogies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that must be the Holds the you under the it. faucet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the ice truck killer. <laughs> sorry. We well, yeah, I mean, again, this is yeah. not my theory. Yeah, so so he... But yeah, he, so he takes him out and then they, uh, they're in this relationship now is and so... Is this how he got his so, girlfriend? Um, I, I... Yes. Yes. Um... Uh, well, I think yeah, I think es- essentially, and and there was some complications though because she broke up with him, and so she basically was like, "I'm not interested in you." And then that's when the freezer started. He was like, "Okay," and so then she, you know, she would start to text him, call him, and he was kind of just uh, yeah putting I, it aside, putting it
1: see, aside. See, I don't I like mean, that. I think that that for anyone, for more, guys or girls, like I just think that's silly and and manipulative. And immature. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say that that childhood. that happened so much in my twenties, and now I'm at the point that I am so over any kind of behavior like that that I'm just like, I am so much more ready to walk away if I see that you're mm-hmm. not as into me as you know. You know, I'm just like,
1: yeah,
0: it's it's totally not worth it. But yeah. at the same time, there's that. There is a childish part of me yeah. that, even though, you know, like, grown-up Mary Ashley, totally ready to walk away. Little girl Mary Ashley is like, oh, my gosh, but he said this, and then he did this, and then you know. Yeah. And, and, and you know, but I don't like that part
1: of myself, and I don't want that part of myself to rule my life. Yeah. So. Mm-mm. Well, I will say this. I mean, as we're wrapping up, just about, that just sounds like a immature move, but I think that it's easy for us. And this was, in, you know, something personal for me that happened someone did that. And my solution was to just walk away completely because, and, and then I walked away with a lot of bitterness and frankly, maybe hateful feelings, um, which I have since needed to take to God. But the thing is, um, and I said this last week in one of the interviews we were doing about how I didn't want God's, timing, because everything ultimately is God's timing, but the timing of individuals, if they haven't matured yet, like I don't want that to uh, hold hostage my forgiveness, Yeah. And, and for that to be the reason why I'm bitter, because if they're not ready, they're not ready, and right. frankly, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone that's not ready, mm-hmm. and it sucks if they jump the gun and they try to pursue a relationship with you, only to find out that they're not ready. That does suck. That's life, though. I'm saying for someone to whom that has happened, men or women, you know, we can't, we can't be embittered by that. I mean, you can, but it's well, not you can fruitful. can make a choice, yeah. It's not fruitful right. for you to drink the poison and expect the other person to die. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're just holding on to something that yeah, of course, if they're not ready for it, how good then, does that do? yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You're... Just people. It's timing. Timing. It's everything. Sometimes, you know. And the man or the woman that broke your heart and was completely horrible to you in f- a year or five or ten, they might be the f- right person for someone else and have grown up to be that person. Or the so- right
3: person for you again. The right who knows? For or or who and knows? I, yeah. I think exactly. you're totally right. I think timing is huge. huge yeah, huge, it's everything. Huge, yeah. huge, huge.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: But um. I experience that. As we wrap up, um any, any last thoughts to this? I mean, this has been an awesome discussion. I love that we disagreed on many things and <laughs> that's I awesome. I love that we agreed on some things and I just think, you know, for four people that just shows that there's so many other opinions out there and no one as we have stated for every episode, no one has anything figured out. And yeah. that's okay. I think the important thing again is to have the dialogue. So anything that you wanna throw out there as we wrap up?
2: No, I think I've spoken my piece. This has been a, a great conversation <laughs> yeah. to have with you all. Yeah,
1: Charles? It's been Charles, a pleasure to be anything? here. Um,
3: I, you know, I I would just be repeating myself, but I, I just feel like people should treat each other as human beings yeah. Yeah. and see a person and not something that they can get something out of, yeah. you know? and Because um, I think that's what God does to us, and I think that's the way to be Jesus to other people. So you can do that within your relationships, too. I think yeah. that's a, a big Plus, great.
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, awesome. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been episode 11 of Fishers of Men, a podcast about relationships and your walk with Jesus. Today you heard from our friends Charles McDonald and Kevin Mooney. If you have questions, comments,
0: or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men or on Twitter as at LA Gone Fishing. Please remember to rate and make comments on iTunes as we love hearing good things about ourselves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we would also like iTunes to know that we are cool too. Uh, We'd also love to hear about your real life dating moments or otherwise just drop us a line and feel free to email us. I'm Laura Samara. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. Until next time, keep swimming. This podcast was made possible by the support of Project Launch in Burbank, California. Project Launch bridges the gap between their clients and their customers through face-to-face direct sales and consulting. Go to www.projectlaunchinc.com for more information.